Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here on a Tuesday. I'm riding solo today. Frank is not with me, unfortunately. Uh, he's ghosted me, so uh, I hope everything's going okay with Frank. But uh, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Now, uh, as we keep on discussing, it's starting to get really exciting from a basketball point of view, because there is news each day, more developments each day as we get closer to the season. I can tell just from what we're seeing online that Bucks fans are starting to get pretty excited about the prospect of having the opportunity to play off for a championship. Uh, just a little programming note to start. Look out for tomorrow's episode with Dustin Godsey, CMO for the Bucks. Uh, we're going to be able to talk about all the ways the Bucks have been able to stay engaged over the last couple of months. But also, of course, you know, if we have Dustin on the podcast, we're going to be talking uniforms. Uh, all these questions of blue uniforms, people want. Why can't we have the purple uniforms in the 90s? Uh, this is going to be part of the conversation there. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Dustin's a great guy. Uh, this will be a, a fun podcast to have. So keep an eye out for this one. But I want to start with some dates. And uh, these have been bandied around a little bit over the last few weeks as we've speculated when the NBA could potentially come back. Uh, Shams has reported today he's got some specific dates here. Uh, we know July 31st, July 31st, I should say. That's the important one uh, for everyone to take note of in terms of when this thing is looking to tip off. But he's got August 16 to 17 as the play-in tourney potential dates. We know it's a double elim- elimination for the eighth seed, single elimination for the ninth seed if that is to go ahead. Uh, again, just remembering the team in ninth seed has to be within four games. So it's not looking good for Washington to sneak in. Uh, of course, uh, this plays a pretty important part for who the Bucks are going to play in the first round because if there is a playing tournament, they'll be playing for the opportunity to see the Bucks in the first round. So that's August 16, 17. First round starting on August 18. So you can note that one down uh, as far as when the Bucks will be looking to start that 1v8 matchup. Second round, September 1. Conference finals, September 15 and September 30 for the finals game one. We know uh, they've already sort of said roughly game seven of the NBA finals will be around uh, October 12. So, yeah, really strange. I, I said before, uh, my concern is my brother's wedding on October 10. I cannot be missing a, uh, a Bucks NBA finals game because of a wedding. I'm sorry to my brother. Apologies again. But uh, this is going to be so strange. I mean, what is everyone normally doing in August for me? Uh, I'm watching Australian football finals that are just about to start and I'm watching baseball as far as sports go. You know, baseball season, that's when that's typically starting to heat up. The Australian football finals in September. So thinking about watching basketball during that time of year is is just, it's so strange and it's going to be odd, but I think it's going to be fun. I've said before that I am actually a fan of the season moving back a little bit. I really like the idea of a Christmas day start for the season because I, I remember back to the lockout season. I think it was 2012. I've said this before, but 
you know, waking up on Christmas and knowing that basketball is about to start, uh, it adds to, you know, what is already a fun day for a, a lot of people around there. So, you know, why not have the basketball start a little bit later? Nobody really cares about the start of the baseball season anyway. It's not until September that people start to get into that. So if the NBA playoffs end around August, it's going to be great. And think about the Deer District. You think people aren't going to be out there drinking millions of beers when the Bucks have playoff parties out in the Deer District? It would be incredible. So I, I'm a big fan of the season starting later. As always, you know, you get us at Locked on Bucks. Let us know what you think about that. But for this year, we're looking at an October NBA final. So it, it's, it's going to be a little bit strange. There's no question about that. Now, some other injury news. This is something that Frank and myself certainly speculated about in the last couple of episodes here. We spoke about this, and that is Kevin Durant. Uh, looks like he's not going to play. He said to the undefeated Mark Spears, I believe it was, he, he told him that he's not going to play this season. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, this is a guy that, uh, you know, come off that serious Achilles injury. It's been a year, and yes, he could play, but with such a strange preparation for this the interrupted preparation obviously the last two months not being able to get the work in uh, that he would have been prior maybe uh, if if it wasn't interrupted like this and the season was just delayed he would have been okay to play but there's no point in risking this they signed him knowing this season was going to be a really difficult one for him to play so uh, I, I I think it's fine the Nets at this point they're not going to be challenged for a championship but there's no doubt that Toronto Raptors right now in the second seed would be breathing a big sigh of relief that Kevin Durant is not going to be out there. There's no doubt about that. And same with the Bucs. We know the Bucs could absolutely still play the Nets. And you might say, well, I still feel comfortable that Milwaukee would be able to come in and beat a Brooklyn side. And, and maybe they could. But I think you, there's, there's no doubt, even with the uncertainty about the health of Kevin Durant, that this is a good thing for the Bucs' chances, that he's just going to sit this one out. And a good thing for the game. I love watching Kevin Durant play. I hope he comes back healthy next season no Kyrie Irving obviously looks like it's going to be the case with the shoulder surgery that he had now uh, I certainly hear the Bucks fans out there that are saying well you know it's it's maybe it's a, a good thing for opposition team if Kyrie Irving plays I don't subscribe to that you know he almost self-destructed last year against the Bucks there's no doubt about that but I, I think you know you still have to look at this and look at Kyrie Irving as the multiple-time all-star that he is. And I still look at any series with Brooklyn without Kyrie Irving that the Bucs have a better chance of winning that one. So it's worth noting, uh, we know the Nets just half a game ahead of the Orlando Magic for the eighth seed. So like I said the other day, the Wizards, an outside chance to get into this play-in tourney and, and make the playoffs. But certainly the more likely scenario is that the Bucs are going to play either the Orlando Magic or the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. Now, the Magic is such an interesting scenario because, you know, they're in their home city. Now, for the purpose of the bubble and the purpose of, of health reasons and COVID safety and all the rest, clearly uh, Orlando is going to have to be within that bubble. I mean, you have to assume. And it's not quite home court advantage as in there's no fans, but they are at home. It's certainly a better situation for them for any other team. So it, it's strange. You're not used to seeing... This type of, I guess, uh, is it an advantage for the, the eight seed? They don't have to leave their city that they live in. The other teams have to travel in to this bubble, which uh, at the moment, it looks like it's going to be around 1,600 people, as we sort of spoke about yesterday. 
and the teams will be split up into three hotels. They're going to start to look to make their way down there over the next couple of weeks to stagger uh, their arrivals. Uh, it looks like as far as testing, there's been some more information there. Frank and myself spoke about this yesterday. Uh, daily, they're looking to do the tests at night and then get the results in the morning to be able to stay right on top of this. But it's a crazy situation. It's different. We don't know how this is going to be impacted. But for the Bucks, the things that you need to focus on right now as far as a fan is potential first-round matchup, as I said, Wizards, Magic, or Nets, and no KD, no Kyrie Irving for Brooklyn, obviously, is uh, going to play a big factor there. But it's time for a Built Bar promo. I know you guys have been waiting for this. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. The bars are tasty. Of course, is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. They have 16 amazing flavors. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. And the offer we have for you is a good one. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code Locked On. For $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And now I'm going to tell you about our friends over BobblesGalore.com. Bobbles Galore are the leading bobblehead retailer in the U.S. They have a vast inventory of bobbleheads from all major sports leagues. That includes the teams that we love, the Green Bay Packers, the Milwaukee Brewers, and of course the Milwaukee Bucks. They're officially licensed by the NBA, MLB, and NFL. And right now in limited quantities, they only made 1,500 of these. They have a triple MVP Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead that showcases Giannis, Aaron Rodgers, and Christian Yelich. It's unlike any bobble you've seen before. As well, for Bucks fans that we know are listening to this podcast, they have another limited piece, the Greek flag Giannis bobblehead. They have a super friendly chat feature on the website. They're always there to answer any questions you may have. Bobbles Galore can also make custom bobbleheads. Visit bobblesgalore.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive free shipping. That's locked on. free shipping, bobblesgalore.com. So one thing I did want to bring up here was the replacement players scenario that we've seen tossed around a little bit. There was an ESPN report this morning that came out we know the teams have been pressing for their two-way players to be involved uh, or be with the team down in Orlando. And this all revolves around the uncertainty of what happens if you lose a player to and not just the coronavirus, but certainly injuries. And, and this is something that I think sports around the world are trying to, to figure out the best way to go about this. These are guys that have been stuck largely in their house for the last two months. Yeah, they'll have a little bit of a run-in, but it's an interrupted run-in. So you know, the possibility for injuries and the impact that's going to have, we don't really know yet. And you're not going to know until they start playing, which clearly is a is a scary thing for these teams when you have uh, these star players out there and, and so much is on the line in terms of winning an NBA championship. So uh, the idea to have these two-way players there and have another couple of bodies is, for obvious reasons, attractive to the teams. That's not confirmed yet that that's going to be the case. And for those, obviously, that follow me on Twitter, you might have saw the other day that I was getting into it a little bit with my old friend Ty Windish of, of the Eurostep. And and look, my whole thing is, and I've said this before, and I, I need to say it's not disrespectful to Cam Reynolds or Frank Mason, who I, I think are actually NBA-caliber players. I think they, um, you know, we've seen Frank Mason with the Kings. He was a very regular player. He was a guy that was playing 15 to 20 minutes a night. Uh, and playing at a decent level on a bad team. 
albeit, but uh, he's a guy that's played at the level. So we've seen at times through the season, you can throw him in in a, in a garbage time situation. Maybe if you lose a player against another team in the regular season, you find to put him in. Uh, my big thing is that for any two-way player, if your team is relying on them to play regular minutes and you're relying on them to help you win games in the playoffs, it probably means that your team's in a really bad situation. And when I look at the guard setup for Milwaukee, obviously Giannis has the ball in his hands a lot. They've got Chris Milton, the guy that plays in isolation, although you can put the ball in his hands. Uh, this is before we mentioned, obviously, Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, Dante DiVincenzo is a guy that they've used as a, a semi-backup guard at times. He certainly started when Bledsoe missed games. You know, he was the, the nominal point guard. So, you know, for me, when I look at Frank Mason, the guy out of him and, and Reynolds that's more likely to play at an NBA level, I, I just, again, it, for Frank Mason to play minutes, it, it just would have to be a disastrous situation. And we spoke about the fact that maybe the Bucks would want to limit minutes and maybe there will be some strange kind of, well, okay, do we rest guys? What do we do here with the eight-game regular season playing? Because we know the Bucks are already locked into the number one seed. Well, uh, we've said this. I mean, they play 30 minutes a night, the starters, generally. So the bench gets a lot of burn, and the Bucks are a deceptively deep team where they can go all the way down to sort of the 13th, 14th man. Remember, a guy like Osan Uyasova wasn't even playing when the season ended because he got pushed out by uh, Marvin Williams, who came into the team. So the Bucks are so unique and so deep uh, across all positions, really, that my, my point that I was trying to make to Ty was that uh, you know, if if those two guys are ever being relied on or expected to play serious minutes, you're not in a good position. And he was kind of saying, well, it's going to be an advantage to have NBA caliber players as a two-way. It's going to be a significant advantage. Well, it's not because if if those two guys are playing against the Lakers who haven't had any injuries and haven't had any health concerns, then it's not an advantage. The only way that can possibly be an advantage is if other teams are decimated around the league with injuries potentially coronavirus concerns. So uh, I, I don't think that the two-way players are going to be an impactful in, in any way moving forward for a team that wins a championship. I, I just don't see how that happens. Again, I hope that they're able to be there for what they've been able to contribute to the team in the locker room. Both really popular guys in the locker room has been, and we've seen them both with the, the main roster players this week with protests getting down in the streets with the Black Lives Matter stuff. I mean, they both, if the Bucks are to win a ring, they deserve a ring. I hope they're in Orlando. Uh, but as we watch the Bucks and want them to have success, I also hope that they're not playing because if they're playing, then I'm concerned for what has gone on. But the league is discussing potential ways, not only with the two-way players, but with the rest of the roster and other teams in the league that potentially have some holes. And the Nets that I already spoke about are obviously one of those teams because if, Car- if Kevin Durant and-, and Kyrie Irving are out for the season, they're going to have a couple of extra spots on their roster and they might be able to, or what the NBA is looking at, is potentially giving them an opportunity to sign a free agent onto the roster. Now, there's been a lot of fun sort of games and being thrown around about potential drafts from the Delete Eight, as John Hollinger has called it. Uh, that's not going to happen. I mean, there's no team out here that's drafting Steph Curry. I mean, that's not going to happen. But free agents is an interesting thing. Now... Reports suggest that this would not be players that haven't played in the NBA this season. So from a Milwaukee point of view, you're talking about 
uh, at Brandon Jennings, who I brought up the other day about how fun that would be if, by chance, uh, you know, the Bucks were about to win the championship and they had a spare roster spot and they could sign Brandon Jennings. I mean, he's the guy that we all say uh, yeah, deserves a ring for the Bucks in six. Imagine game six of the finals and Brandon Jennings on the court with a ball in his hands. I mean, you just would not write about it. It's unbelievable to think about that. So uh, by this definition, Brandon Jennings would not be a guy that would be available to come to the NBA. Uh, neither would someone like J.R. Smith or neither would Jamal Crawford, which is kind of interesting because uh, those guys are certainly players that could potentially come in and have an impact with teams. And they are guys that have had experience in the postseason before. And they're probably just guys that would be fun to see them play. You have to have a roster spot for this to, to be the case. There's also some talk that potentially you can convert your two-way guys to main roster spots if if they don't decide to, to bring them down and be a part of this bubble. It becomes really difficult to say the two-way players can't be a part of the bubble, but they can be called upon to play if needed because then you're talking about quarantine, then you're talking about bringing them in from the outside. Uh, who have they been in contact with? You start to add a little bit of risk there. So this is where things get complicated. But some of the guys that could potentially be signed by teams, an old friend, Dragon Bender, we know. He played some games for Milwaukee during the season. Uh, he also uh, played some basketball with uh, Golden State. <clears throat> he's a free agent, so he's a guy that could potentially be signed. Uh, Jordan Bell, obviously, from Minnesota. Then he went to Memphis. Uh, he, he could be a guy that could be signed. So there's a number of guys out there that have actually played NBA basketball and could, could potentially play. Uh, we'll see whether that ends up being the, the case. But I, I think it's certainly worth mentioning. Jonah Bolden, another one from Philadelphia, as I, I just go down the list here, Ryan Brockoff. So now I'm just listing Aussies. I've gone, I've gone completely off the rails, and now I'm just naming random Aussies that could potentially come in and play playoffs. But uh, how do we feel about that? How do we feel about you know, potentially signing guys? Should it just be open full scale to guys all around the world then? If I want to just keep talking about Aussies, you're talking about Andrew Boga potentially coming back to the league. Uh, but the guy I mentioned, obviously, Brandon Jennings, Greg Monroe. I mean, there's lots of guys out there that are playing internationally. OJ Mayo, uh, I doubt he's going to come back, but another guy that's been playing international and free agent. Should they be able to sign with NBA teams? Uh, let me know. Let me know what you think. Again, at Locked On Bucks or me, at Kane Pittman. Uh, would you love to see Brandon Jennings have a chance to jump on the back end of this Bucks roster as they head into the playoffs? Okay, before we move on to the last segment of today's show, I got to tell you guys about the most useful app on my phone. It's hard to find the time to sit down and read and learn more. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. This incredible app solves that problem and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. Blinkist takes the key takeaways the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now and has a massive and growing library. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you also save 25% off. It's only when you go to sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. So on the injury front, uh, obviously, 
the Bucks. There's no injury news that we know of just yet, but it's uh, interesting to see that LaMarcus Aldridge has been announced. He went under uh, surgery and a ret- rotator cuff uh, issue that he had in his right shoulder, and he's going to miss the end of the 2019-20 season. Uh, we also know Bojan Bogdanovic out in Utah. He's done for the season. It's interesting to see how teams manage this, particularly for a team like the Spurs. And we spoke about the relevance of this play-in tournament and giving these teams the opportunity to play. San Antonio, obviously, an outside chance to still work their way into the ninth seed and hopefully play off uh, for that eighth seed. We know they have a significant <laughs> playoff stretch right back to the late 90s that they're trying to keep intact. But this is almost a move from them saying, well, you know, we, we can't make the playoffs right now and we need to cut bait and, and look forward to next season and make sure LaMarcus is, is healthy and ready to go. It's an interesting move to come. Just days after the Spurs get an opportunity to come in and play in the playoffs, these teams have been fighting for that opportunity. Now they make this move. Uh, the Bogdanovich one is a little bit more interesting because Utah, he's been a significant player for them. This came a couple of weeks ago when everything was still so uncertain. But again, this is one of those times where if your team is not in the window to, to win a championship, and really we're looking at the contenders, obviously Milwaukee and out west, the two LA teams in particular, uh, maybe this is a time where teams are going to say, look, this, this, this is a risky situation. First of all, we don't know what's going to happen down on Orlando. Even if we make a run, we might not win a championship. And there's going to be sections of the crowd, not us. We've spoken about this before. I think anyone that wins a championship this year gets a lot of credit. But they're saying, well, uh, it, this isn't worth the challenge for us to, to send someone down there. So this will be something interesting to watch over the next couple of weeks. A, do players on these teams pull out and not even want to go down there? And B, is there any surgeries like the one for LaMarcus Aldridge that start to come into play? <laughs> a, a, a funny report that, again, uh, we know that the, the players... Uh, there's going to be some trust. Let's just say that. There's going to be some trust that the players do the right thing and they don't leave the bubble and they don't leave... Uh, quarantine and they try and do the right thing and keep this as safe as possible. Uh, interesting that it's been noted that the players aren't going to have tracking devices on them. Uh, yeah, well, uh, thank goodness for that. We These guys are adults. We don't need to put a, a tracking band on them. And either way, uh, you know, whatever you believe about mobile phones, I'm sure they'll be able to figure out where people are. But it's just such a strange situation to feel. Remember, Jared Dudley a couple of weeks ago said, oh, no, we can, we can do what we want. Well, listen, let's, let's just hope that uh, this, is, this is taken seriously, particularly by some of those teams that maybe uh, are down there and they know they're only going to be down there for two weeks and they don't put uh, anything in jeopardy or at risk by wandering outside the bubble and doing whatever happens. But the expected protocol an NBA player leaves the Orlando bubble, quarantined for no less than 10 days and must have two negative coronavirus tests. That's the tweet uh, from Shams here. So... Uh, you know, this isn't going to be a situation where players can come and leave as they please. This is obviously going to have to be serious. I mentioned right off the top, uh, testing nightly and hopefully get those results turned around by the morning. So, uh, look, this is serious stuff. We spoke yesterday, the fact that it does kind of feel like coronavirus has all of a sudden been, I I guess, forgotten about. and, And clearly... In the world, there's been more important pressing issues with human rights, which is, you know, it's hard to ignore and everyone wants to be out there and protesting and doing the right thing and supporting, uh, you know, what we all should be supporting. But the coronavirus is still a thing. And we just hope that it does not become 
uh, an issue with this NBA restart because we just all want basketball back. And the only other note that I have from this news roundup today is uh, the, the PED testing. So this was something that came into the news and there was some talk that the players would not be tested for PEDs. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I, I don't, I'm not as fast about the recreational stuff. I mean, I, I just, in general, I'm not someone that partakes in those activities, but with NBA players in the NBA circles, what I'm really worried about when players coming back is the PEDs. They have to be tested. We have to make sure that everything is all above board and it looks like that's going to happen. But hey, like we said, daily there is more and more news starting to filter through it's starting to get really excited i I don't know what you guys are feeling out there obviously basketball has been at the back of everyone's mind it's uh it's been certainly pushed aside over the last couple weeks understandably and still to this day it is but basketball now the countdown is not far away july 31st is going to come up very quickly you're going to start to see more and more stuff from the bucks as the guys get together and start to scrimmage and start this uh, mini training camp so we really look forward to that like i said don't miss the podcast tomorrow dustin godsey's going to be on uh it should be a fun conversation and we've got some other fun stuff planned through the rest of this week and into next week as well as uh we start to gear up you've been listening to me ramble on about uh, so much stuff over the last couple of months so i i just want to thank you everyone again for sticking with me uh it's incredible the support that this podcast has and the way that you guys stick with me and the way that you guys support Frank and myself and the podcast, it's, it's incredible. And I really appreciate that. Uh, of course, as I said, always hit us up at Bucks if you have any questions. Don't forget to check out the Locked On NBA podcast daily. We touch on a little bit of news from the Bucks point of view, but if you want to get a wider reach, listen to the Locked On NBA podcast daily. That's going to do it. I'm, my voice is starting to run out. I'm doing the Locked On AFL and now Locked On Bucks. I'm doing too much talking each day. I'm going to be back tomorrow with Dustin. I'll catch you guys then.